0: Hi, my name is Charlie Gross. I am fascinated by the study of leadership, excellence, productivity, and encouragement. Welcome to my Charlie's Creativity Podcast series. I hope that your work, ministry, or service are enhanced by today's podcast. This cast is number 36 in my series and is a brief extract from David Clutterbuck's excellent 2007 book called Coaching the Team at Work. I highly recommend the READ for it's packed full of coaching questions and approaches to bring out the best from your own work or service or situation. My concentration will be on what Mr. Clutterbuck calls the solution-focused coaching scenario. He claims that the solutions-focused coach will work with a team or task force to help them achieve their goals or purpose. The coach will use an appreciative inquiry approach or methodology toward this end. In simple terms, this means that the coach will focus on solutions, build on successes, energies and passions of the team, highlight the available resources and skills, and help to discover new perspectives and frames of reference. This tact is basically sound in that you are building on strengths and your team's gifts. The tension and warning flag that I raise comes as I respond to the author's statement, if something works, do more of it. In today's fast-changing environment, nothing fails like success. Or as Einstein once said, we can't solve our current problems with the same thinking that that created them. So my response is to use the skills, passions, and energies of your team, but find ways to take these in new creative directions and to new levels through reframing the issues. Distill the nuggets of what works, but what works today may not be the solution for tomorrow. The author claims that the Solutions focused Coach helps the team extract its successful behaviors and processes by questions such as the following, and I'll paraphrase some of them. A question Questions go like this. What positive moments were there in our period of stagnation? Where was the energy? What happened that made these positive moments different? What can we learn from these positive moments that would help us tackle the current issue differently? Here's another good question. If you had already resolved the problem, what would you and others have done? What would the action steps have looked like as you replay your success? Another model and set of questions that the author uses might be as follows. The author suggests that we place our team on a continuum scale from 1 to 10. 10 represents the ideal state and 1 represents the opposite. After placing the team on a number between 1 and 10, you would ask this question, how did you get to this point on the scale? What efforts, skills, actions and resources were used. What did each member of the team contribute? What resources could you call on to make sure you move forward or at least take one more step toward the ideal state? Another question would be, do you have an accurate picture in your head of what success or the ideal looks like? And does the whole team share this picture. How will you know that you have taken a step forward? What would that look like? What would it feel like to move forward toward the ideal? Another question is what team learning might need to occur to move toward ten on the scale? Who will take the next step, and when will that happen? This line of questioning slash coaching helps me to think in new ways. It is taken from only one page of this great book. I hope that it adds value to your work, coaching, or ministry. For a complete list of these podcasts, go to www.charliegross.com. That's C-H-A-R-L-I-E-G-R-O-S-S dot com. I'd love to hear your comments. Send them to me at cwgross at gmail dot com. Until next time, have a very creative week.